Hey, and welcome to Talk CDL, Troy. Here we are. <laughs> so you are starting the show today. That's pretty cool. I am. Nice. What's going on? Well, I have a subject that I wanted to talk about regarding a truck driver and a missing woman. And I know you have a few things that you would like to talk about. I do. I have, um, you kind of caught me off guard starting this show. You took my thunder. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, chip shortages. I've got um, drivers writing in that are trying to report their companies to DOT for violations and stuff like that, incognito and secret. So I wanted to talk about that. I was going to read a little letter that I got from a driver and just a couple other things. So yeah, go ahead. Start the show. You want to talk about sponsors? Sure, we can go ahead and start with NCI. National Carriers out of Dallas, Texas, mm -hmm. with those big blue Kenworth T680s, all late model equipment, perfect benefits, the whole nine yards. Anyways, they've got lease purchase and they've got company side. Call them at 888-311-7076 and let them know that Talk CDL sent you over there. Ruthann, who, who else we uh, got for a sponsor today? Well, you are wearing Carter Lumber shirt, so how about we go ahead and say shout out to Carter Lumber. <laughs> Carter Lumber, shout out to <laughs> Carter Lumber. Looking for local drivers, class A and class B, carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL, and it's all local home everyday positions. Check them out. Let them know talk CDL sent you over there. Everything. Also, LoadSmart um, has this camions.io uh, forward slash talk CDL as an address for their um, break even free calculator, mm -hmm. which is awesome. It's not just for owner operators, it's for small fleets and, and for large companies. So Camion uh, brought to you by LoadSmart, their break even calculator. Check it out. Download it. It's free. Start using it today and it'll help you curve and save money and all kind of things you're doing. That's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. That's K-A-M. I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. It's not easy to read while you're looking into Ruth Ann's eyes. She's looking at me like, all right, you're messing up. <laughs> One last sponsor. No, I'm not. One last sponsor. I like to put the sponsors in the beginning of the show so drivers can, you know, hear. And, and guys, if you haven't called our sponsors or, or check them out, you know, pass the name on, you know, uh, these are people that sponsor the show that allows us to keep doing what we're doing. Um, Again, check them out. Check out our sponsors and let them know that we sent you over there. And uh, the last one is DriveWise, which is a an app-based company that really allows you to bypass the scale houses. And it's a really cool thing uh, if you're a small company or a company that your drivers are saying, "Hey, we we you know want to be able to bypass the scales." You know, truck truck drivers leave companies and go to ones that have the um, ability to bypass the scale and it's drive wise and it's spelled this way. D R I V E W Y Z E.com. That's D R I V E W Y Z E.com. Check them out today. Ruthanne, what do you got? You, you're, you're leading. All right. You know how I am extremely so nerdy when it comes to forensics and anything like that, right? You're definitely nerdy. Go okay. Ahead. So in, 1988, this young woman decided she was going to go on a trip, and she went missing. So I'm going to read the whole article. What was the year? 1988. So she went on a trip and met, and went missing. It sounds like a uh, a cold case or a story or something like that. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. What, do you, what do you got? And it was just solved literally and it's trucking, this week. Trucking's involved. Or I should say last week. 
But trucking is involved. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so a woman vanished on a road trip in 1988. A now truck driver and now a truck driver is accused of killing her, Georgia officials said. More than 30 years after the missing woman's body was found, DNA testing led officials to Henry Frederick Wise as a suspect in her death in the Georgia Borough of Investigations. Decades after or decades before the investigation linked Wise to the case, he reportedly died in a fury cat crash. So <sighs> he's actually the killer, but he's dead. Yeah. A decade beforehand, uh, it says decades. So he died in a big crash. Get this, though. So in 1999, Wise was killed in a car accident on Myrtle Beach Speedway in South Carolina and was burned to death. Ouch. So he kind of met a pretty crappy punishment Mm -hmm. in the end there. Yep. So the case dates to 1988 when 19-year-old Stacy Chahorsky embarked on a road trip. She was from Michigan and was last known to be in North Carolina. Her disappearance remained a mystery for years. Meanwhile, an unidentified body was found along Interstate 59 in Dade County, Georgia, near the Alabama border. Investigators said that they looked into the case for years before turning to a new type of genealogy investigation. That tool helped officials to determine that the body belonged to Chahorsky. The biggest problem in being able to solve the case is they had no one to identify the victim, so they had no way of a starting point. Now we have a starting point, and that's a big jump for them. So they found out who the body belonged to by doing a genealogy testing. So basically what they did is they found DNA evidence at the crime scene, but because it was back in 1988, they didn't have the means to use this DNA evidence so now they're able to start using it, and they were able to find out who that belonged to then. It will, and the genealogy, it's funny you're talking about this genealogy DNA thing. I was actually reading about a cold case the other day that wasn't trucking related, and they mentioned this genealogy also. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Golden Gate Killer was recently identified in California and accredited for like over 50 rapes and like 17 murders of, of women and everything. And the the genealogy which is a different type of dna what that is is when one of your relatives are in the database mm-hmm. like for example you and i we did a database or a genealogy mm-hmm. dna at one time to see exactly you know where what every country we come from you and i did that before mm-hmm. what, what was do you remember the name of the company or not 23 and me 23 and me you can send your dna in which is just you spit in the tube right and then they <laughs> what they do is they go and they send the thing back to you saying, okay, here's where your origins are. You know, you're from England, you're from Germany, you're from Italy, all that other garbage. And and uh, so this is what happens with a lot of people that are in the DNA. And, and maybe you didn't get in there for, for that reason, but, but now they're legally allowed to search not just DNA, criminal DNA. They're now searching everybody's DNA. So what happens is... The DNA matches family. Mm-hmm. So there's a pattern there when they see, oh, wow, this guy's got a similar DNA to the Smith family or whatever the case is. Right. And that's exactly how they probably caught your trucker guy, right? It is. It, it, it is. Yeah. Exactly. So it's the first time that they know of that this type of genealogy testing was actually able to link not only this, the victim, but pull out the suspect at the same time. So it says... Um, 
let's see. Officials had made the discovery after they found DNA at the crime scene but couldn't match it to anyone. According to the FBI, investigators also had thought that a truck driver was involved because of, I guess, where it was at and so forth. So they already kind of had an idea that a trucker was involved in it. So the GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, began to interview family and obtain DNA swabs for comparison to profile to the profile created through the genealogy DNA and identified why. So they were able to, to positively identify him then through different DNA swabs that they received from family members of his. And so imagine that when he, when he gets the knock on the door, well, he was dead. He was already dead. Well, yeah, not to cut you off, but that guy that I was talking about the other day, mm-hmm. he was 68, 68 or 78. He was like in his sixties or seventies. And this was just last week or a um, uh, Last month or the month before, they finally knocked on this guy's door, and here he he was he had murdered this young ninth. He was forty one when he did this crime. He murdered a nineteen year old girl, mm-hmm. and now he's in his mid to late sixties. And all of a sudden, just imagine the surprise on your face. I mean, you got to be always looking over your shoulder. You know what I mean? Like you're looking over your shoulder, waiting for that day. And then I guess maybe after a couple decades go by, you might think, okay, I'm in the clear. Yeah, and arrogance about it. And so they, what they did was it was the same genealogy as you're talking about, right? And what happened was they started, I guess, trailing this guy around and they waited for him. It was either a cigarette butt or a coffee cup. Mm -hmm. I think it was a coffee cup he threw in the garbage at an airport or something. And they went and took that. And then they went and, you know, ran his DNA. And in the meantime, they got the DNA back and then knocked on the guys. Imagine the knock on the door and there you are with a whole family. Mm -hmm. You got a wife and kids and grandkids and all that stuff in your life. And then all of a sudden, uh, a task force knocks on the door, puts you in handcuffs, arrests you for the murder and probably rape of the of a young girl, roughly twenty to thirty years ago. I think it was ni- it was actually I'm sorry, it was twenty seven years ago. I actually remember this. It was nineteen ninety five when this happened. This young girl, I don't remember what state it was in. And um, well, you said Golden Gate, didn't you? No, no, the go- that was a different guy. The Golden oh, okay. Gate, yeah. This is a this was a different guy. And uh, imagine the look. On your, I mean, it's sad for a family because you're not only you didn't only destroy the lives of the guy or the the girl's family that you murdered, mm-hmm. but now you you lied to a woman and you had kids with her and and you got a whole family that you've been lying to for for 27 years because you're a murdering rapist son of a gun and here you are now having to face your crimes and of course the family's probably going there's no way that's him he's the nicest guy in the world oh right? yeah but dna doesn't usually lie no you know what no, I mean? that's one thing yeah. they can't sit there and say wow so wise the 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 um accuser was also known as hoss wise was 34 years old at the time of the crime Officials said he was traveling through Dade County on a regular basis as a part as part of his route. At least we can get some answers for Stacy's family, and they can go to bed knowing that their daughter's killer, their loved one's killer, is now out not out there prow- to prowl anymore. So, basically, that was the end of the whole thing because you know, got caught off into your story and <laughs> lost mine. <laughs> but so. Yes, a truck driver was found guilty of wow. killing this young lady in the ni- in 1988. He was 34, she was what 19, and um, 30 plus years later, 
they were able to find out who killed her and Ow. and know that, you know. It's sad because the family probably wanted justice, but he was killed in a fiery crash. Well, well they could have thought that he already got justice. I mean, a lot of people believe in, in fate and believe in karma and all that other kind of stuff. So they could have thought, hey, you know, he got his own because... He the death penalty when they do the injection is, oh, you're done. It's humane, little pinprick, little fiery car. You're going. Ah! Okay. I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you die in a you die in a fiery. It's painful. Crash. Because you're 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 gonna be burning before you inhale all the all the smoke. Yeah. You know you're you're getting some. You're getting a little hot under the collar. Yeah. Wow. Off he is to meet his maker. Also, oh, yeah. could be a bad thing too. Right. So, all right. Well, that that was an interesting story. But you know, um, you know, my advice to anybody is keep your nose clean because it's getting harder and harder to avoid and duck. You know, what I mean, they're catching up with you guys. Yeah, you can't get away with it. You know, we've done stories before on serial killers that were truckers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Obviously, we wouldn't have been doing a story on them if they hadn't gotten caught. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? That's true. That's true. So, uh, you know, you guys out there to think you're getting away with, you know, horrible things. Uh, guess what? Uh, it's coming for you. The law and well, not only that, maker's coming. It's not only that, but now that they're able to use the, the genealogy, I mean, all they have to do is get one person within your family. It could be, you know, many different people. It could have been something innocent. You know, like like us, we did it, right? It could be something innocent, like a great great uncle of mine or something like that might have done something really ridiculous over in Wales. Yep, and because you know, you're in the database, I'm in the database. They link your DNA, and they go, "Okay, the his this the DNA found at the crime scene matches that family." Yeah, this and, this lineage. Well, they said since that genealogy d- DNA is being used now, it's only been used for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, they said that. It's skyrocketing cold cases. Yeah, I have nothing wrong with that. Oh, you I know? don't have anything wrong I with that. I didn't do anything wrong. If any one of my family members want to be so ridiculously stupid, that's their fault. I don't have to answer for their crimes. But they'll be like Ruth Ann. <laughs> you know your brother. She has four older brothers. I can imagine if one of your brothers is a serial killer and he gets caught because you turn in your DNA. <laughs> Man, I knew she'd do something stupid like yeah. that. <laughs> Damn. I always knew she'd be the one missing. Thanks for Dan. All right. So, anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I kind of got. Um, it's interesting. Before I forget about it, I got an email from a uh, a driver, and I want to read this to you because you know drivers, believe it or not, um, they're looking a lot of them, and I get these emails and notes from uh, drivers here and there. Saying, hey, I'd like to turn in my company. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. How can I do it? So this, this, all this is just a couple words this guy writes to me. I'm not going to give you his name. I'm just going to tell you his name is John Doe. <laughs> well, I just I don't I'm, I don't want to give the guys like I'm, there's no John Doe's out there in the world. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I, John. I don't want to give the guy's name out. You know, I mean, because he's just trying to do something that he thinks is right. But he, he, he says, Troy. Is it possible to anonymously get DOT to do a blitz at my company's warehouse? Mm-hmm. He says, it's falling apart and they are not giving us money to fix them. He, and then he says, the equipment. So the equipment at, uh, at this one trucking company must be really bad and they're not fixing things. And, and I, I've, 
listen, I could tell you not every week, but I, I have very frequent conversations with drivers that will write in and they'll say to me, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with this company and I, I told them that my steer tires aren't good or my drive tires are really bad and they keep telling me to keep driving or I've got, I've got a leak and, and they won't fix it. I've got lights out and they're telling me, wait till you get back to the shop, which is a thousand miles away. And these guys, and I'm not kidding you with some of these guys, they'll tell you, look, I've worked for smaller carriers for the last five years. And if you ran my PSP score, it's very bad because I've got a lot. See what a lot of drivers, I think some drivers don't realize and some do when you get a ticket for mechanical failure, uh, bad tires, bad brakes, out of inspections, all that stuff to do with the trucking company, that goes on your record mm-hmm. because you're the guy that was willing to drive that truck. Right. And I know some drivers are in a situation in their life where they can't get many jobs and therefore they've got to drive for those companies that have the worst crappy equipment on the road. Mm-hmm. And so therefore these guys are always getting red tagged, you know, out of service or they're getting inspected and then they're getting fines. And some of them don't even, you know, the company tells them that they're going to pay the fine and then they don't pay it. And the companies then, never pay the fine. And it's very few. Right. And then the driver, then the driver gets a suspended license or something to that happens to the driver. And so I get these emails like this guy saying, Hey, how can I anonymously, call my truck or call the DOT and get them to come and inspect. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I really get a lot of that's big. I'll get a lot of drivers asking me, they'll even call and they'll go, Troy, can I just stop at a scale house and just say, inspect me? Cause I got a lot of mechanical issues. What, what they don't realize is you're probably, you're going to get the ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, you're going to get a ticket or maybe, the company will get it, but um, somehow, some way, there's a it's, lot of drivers wanting to turn them in. There's still going to be a lot of repercussions that you're going to get for that. I mean, they might go on FFCSAs and, mm-hmm. you know, listing as far as being their inspections because the FMCSA, even if when they, if they um, get that, that they still have it, will record it underneath the company. So if you plan on going to a company, that's one of the good things to do is when, you know, before you go to their orientation, pull them up on FCM, FMCSA and look at what their statuses are. I mean, it will show that they're still, you know, what their service and stuff is, but it, you could also pull up their um, accidents and you could pull up their inspections and stuff. And it tells them, you know, if they have a lot of them and it's showing a lot of crud on there. Be leery on whether or not you want to go work for him because of that incident. You know, you don't want your PSP to get the the downfall of it. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to a driver last week, I believe. He said he was going to this trucking company, went to their orientation, and he said when he before he had gone to the orientation, the recruiter told him that he was getting a 2023 blue Kenworth T680, a real nice truck, right? When he got there, he went through the orientation and, and he, and he said, I guess it was a lady that was, um, running the orientation. He said, um, they were handing out trucks and he said, where's mine at? Right. And she points, um, over in the yard and she goes, 
that one there. And it was on the back of a rollback that was wrecked. It had like body damage and all kinds of stuff to it. And it was a 2018 with quite a bit of miles. And he said, that's not what I was promised. I was promised a 2023. And she said, well, you got to get in line because there's already drivers ahead of you for those new trucks that are going to be coming in and they're not in yet. Uh, So I guess the company didn't think they were lying when they said, um, you're getting a 2023. And he said they actually told him that the truck was there waiting for him, I guess. And so my point to this is you're a driver and you get to a company and you're told it's a really nice truck. And then they, they give you this piece of garbage that you already know is going to get inspected. Now you already know this is a, a, a truck. First off, a truck that's wrecked, you know, it's like anything else. If it's wrecked, there's going to be problems. So there you are, maybe broke down the side of the road a lot with this truck. Maybe who knows what the, the, the extent of the damage is going to be. And so you're really better off leaving and quitting orient you're better off walking away from orientation Mm -hmm. if especially the equipment you were told you were going to get is not there and you have to take obviously a piece of garbage compared to what was told to you so when you're going to orientation if it's equipment issues before you get there you know make sure that it's a clear message am this is what i'm getting not coming in you have the truck there Mm -hmm. it's on the lot can i have a picture of it would you send me a, that way when you're in orientation, you can go, hold on. You even sent me this picture and it says the, the truck is here. Here's the text right here in my text. It, the, the recruiter said, do you have the truck? So if you get there and they try to put you in something that you know you're going to be getting fines over and tickets over, I wouldn't take it. I would definitely make sure the tires are good, make sure the brakes are good on that truck because if you don't, there's a huge chance, okay, that you are going to now be caught up in being one of those drivers that's pissed off and wanting to maybe turn your company in. But remember, when you pull into a way station, the driver gets the ticket, Mm -hmm. okay? They used to give the ticket to the company, okay? Now they give it to the driver. You know why they give it? This was actually 2010, CSA 2010. This is when this started. They started giving the driver the ticket instead of the company. You know why? Because now the drivers are more in control of the companies. See, if the drivers, there's a lot of companies that had to clean up their act, because drivers said, screw this, I'm not going to do this anymore. I, I'm, I know a lot of foreign companies, too, up in Chicago. Very, Some of them are really nice people, and they literally will not let their trucks go and have any problems. They're really scared about getting big-time inspections and then having drivers hate them. So if you're with a company that's got a lot of junk equipment, okay, like this driver rode in, instead of having to go through the process of reporting them everything, just don't work for them. Right. Well, that would be the smarter one because you just don't know, like I said, why, why take, I mean, you have your DAC and your PSP, your DAC will, will show left during orientation. And all you have to do is tell your next future employer, Hey, their equipment was not going to be, I I take my PSP with, 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 and my, my experience, I take it with, with, with a lot of, um, dignity. And if, I go and, and start running for them, and I start getting my PSP ran up with a lot of points because their equipment was so faulty. Not only that, but I don't want to take a chance on someone's life because it might have been an accident or something like that that could have happened because of the faulty equipment. I don't want to take those chances. I wanted to go to a company that was good. Yeah. So there you have it, drivers. Instead of reporting companies, you have the power not to even start with them. And even if you have a bad reputation, a rec- record rather that no, you, don't, you can't find many jobs, I would tell you up front, okay, you're better off finding at least 
a company that's going to give you equipment that's not going to give you a lot of trouble on the road. You're really because what happens, Ruthann, is a lot of these drivers that rack up a lot of um, mechanical tickets. I'm telling you, trucking companies look at that. A lot of them, mm-hmm. they go and they go, "This guy don't give a shit. He don't care. He's he he's still driving this bad equipment, or he's not inspecting it. One of the two. So the driver kind of gets the blame for when he goes to get another job, right? So right. Be, be careful, guys. That's all I have to say. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Ruthen, I've got a little, um, a little uh, article, a little survey. It's um, it's called Six Long Haul Trucking Myths Debunked." Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Debunked. Debunked, meaning obviously that they are not true. Right. And there's actually tons of trucking myths that are not true, but they're what they call myths. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to look up the word myth. I'm curious. Look up myths. See what my See what my computer says. What is a myth? A traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of people or explaining some natural or social phenomenon and typically involving supernatural beings or uh, more typically involving supernatural beings or events. So basically stuff that was made up, a story. A myth is more like a legendary story about somebody or whatever the case is. So this is about long-haul truckers, trucking. Uh, First myth uh, debunked is, are you ready for this? Truckers got a girl in every port. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's a lot of girls. Well, I'm serious. Like a lot of the, uh, I mean, I don't know where it came from. The truckers got a girlfriend in every state, you know, every town they got, you know. The trucker that wants everybody to think they got it. (laughs) Yeah, I personally think truckers started that one. You know what I mean? You know, it's almost like the fisherman story. You know what I mean? It was this big. Exactly. It was was this big. But the bottom line is, you know, um, no, that's not true. I mean, ladies that are married, and if you're marrying a trucker, truckers are very faithful. I know a lot of them that are. very faithful. I was one. And, yeah. and, and I, I know for a fact that there's many, many faithful truckers out there. So not every trucker, and I'm sure there's some truckers out there running around, but I would tell not you, not in every port though, but I would tell you, Ruth Ann's been out on the road with me for a couple of years and, and she knows, and, and most of you ladies should know this. If your trucker is bringing home a steady paycheck every week and you can see the miles that he's running, odds are he doesn't have time unless he's Touching lot lizards, which is really bad. You could, you'll need a penicillin shot eventually if, if that's happening. But, or more. But the bottom line is, but the bottom line is, um, you'll know if he's cheating really, but just by his paychecks and 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 by the kind of miles he's running and everything. Seriously, it's. I, I would say, what would you would you say about that? Well, you also have um, every way of seeing the like FaceTiming or video chatting. So you can catch that guy at any time. And I could tell you, they don't have one at every port. There's no way. Oh, I know there's no there's way. There's no way. I mean. The only, I'll tell you the one that I would be more scared of if a driver had a dedicated run. You know what I mean? Where he was going to the same place every week. Every week. Mm-hmm. Every week. Okay. Like I, I went to Chicago for three years. I could be one of those guys. <laughs> She's like, why? Wait a second, he did. <laughs> but no, seriously. But the the bottom line is, if you're going to the same place every t- every single time, and you're spending a lot of time there, then you could probably. I'm not saying that the driver 
is cheating on you. I'm just saying he has a better chance than the guy that's running 48 states. You know, I mean, if a guy's running over the road, obviously he, he couldn't pr- probably have a girlfriend at, unless he's getting back there frequently, right? Well, I mean, and and honestly, I mean, if you want to be really truthful. Um, yeah, I want to be truthful. No, you don't. You always lie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you really want to be truthful, the best way for a driver to cheat would be... Are you telling them how to cheat? When they leave the house, like say you're driving. Still, right. You would leave the house on your way to wherever you would pick up your girlfriend and take her on the road with you. Oh, yeah. That would actually be the easiest way because stopping here and there at different places. I mean, let's say you had a girlfriend in Atlanta. First of all, where are you going to go? You're going to go to a truck stop in Atlanta. She's going to drive her car to see you and you get like a couple of hours and then you're gone, you know, you're gone again. So you're saying the guy that's probably cheating is the guy that's picking up a girl in, in the same area as the wife lives in the local area. And she's going with him, or maybe in the next town, but not a couple states away. Well, maybe even the next state, depending on what state it is. You know, if you're looking at Mississippi and Alabama, I mean, it could be next to each other. You don't know that, but I'm just saying it wouldn't be too far away. But there are known cases where uh, a person had a girlfriend in another state. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, lots look, of them I'm happen. Not, I'm not saying they that not to that that there isn't guys cheating. I'm sure there's plenty of them doing that. But I would just like to reassure some of the ladies that if, if you got a guy that's bringing home the same paycheck and he's mm-hmm. running hard, there's a good chance he's really not cheating. I, I would be more leery of the guy that you know what I mean. He, he has a good paycheck and then you know a lot of times he's sitting and and you see him sitting in the same area. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do GPS location, yeah. so I can pick up my phone and I can hit Troy and I can find out where his location is. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and if, if, to be honest with you, if you're not cheating, it shouldn't bother you to let each other know where you're at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To be able to FaceTime and know where each, and, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? FaceTiming and like you said, GPS and all that other good stuff. So that's myth number one debunked. So debunked. N- not everybody's. No, that's actually a humorous. Got a girlfriend. Okay. How about this one? Truck drivers. Myth number two. Truckers don't get to get showers. They're just dirty, stinky people. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was that on? Oh, that was on <laughs> Howard Stern. All right. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a debunked. That's I mean, I can attest to that. I was over the road for many years. And and you know what? If I, back in the day when I was driving, if you got it was like 50 or 75 gallons of fuel, you got a free shower. And we always built up showers. I got a shower almost every day as a trucker, but I will tell you, this is the truth. As a truck driver, you don't have to change your pants every like a pair of jeans do not stink if you wore them 2 days in a row or if you took them off and then wore them 3 days later if you're not sweating and you're in a nice air conditioning truck that does not smell if you go one day without a shower it's not going to kill you but when you but if you can start smelling yourself then you need to get a shower but that is definitely a myth alone because absolutely not truckers get free showers in mm-hmm. many cases and it's really um, and and for be honest with you, most truckers that I know are very clean people, mm-hmm. very very hygienic. I've known truckers, Ruthann, where you when you get in their truck, you take your shoes off. You are not getting in. The, in fact, they don't put their shoes in their own truck. They get they get up on that step and they kick their boots off 
right? Mm-hmm. And they put a pair of um, bedroom slippers on or sneakers to drive in. You know, yeah, just there's different kind of shoes. Like a slip-on sneaker or something, mm-hmm. and it's always, and that sneaker doesn't come out of the truck. When you see the rubber in their tr- in their floors, you're like, wow, that this dude's serious. They're armor all. Got a little dirt devil right there for, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I knew a lot of truckers like that. Mm-hmm. So um, truck drivers are not dirty pigs. Like mm-hmm. some people might think, mm-hmm. okay, they're not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen some dirty pigs already, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Myth number three, truck drivers don't make a good living. Yeah, they do. Well, we know they do. In fact, we, on on our last podcast, we talked about wages and, and uh, you know, that you know, a lot of them are actually happy now with their wages. Truck drivers, their wages in the last couple of years have really come up well. Um, and so I would say, I would say there's... The guys that don't make a living at trucking right now are probably your students. And the sad part about that is these big companies that hire them, I think they need to bring their wages up. You know, they, um, I know, I know they're not worth as much as an experienced driver. And I'll tell you why this is because I've talked to companies and here's how they look at it. The reason why an inexperienced driver should not be paid like an experienced driver is because the the majority of your inexperienced drivers cost the company more money in little fender benders and accidents. Like if you look at uh, the uh, somebody like say the group that has under a year experience, for example, okay, that that class of truck drivers is is generally going to be paid less for the simple reason they have more backup incidences, they tear off more, you know, stacks, they they just all these the little stupid accidents, the backups that you know at a truck stop, those are the guys that cost the trucking company money. So therefore they don't pay them and rightfully so. But with that being said, if you're a truck driver and you're a student, you know what it's like to leave your career, go through trucking school and then get five to seven hundred dollars a week max minus taxes and be gone for a good month before you even start with your normal wages so a lot of these guys that are just starting out are really crapped on i see i think that i think students should be paid more than they are i really do i think a lot of companies would probably retain more drivers if they paid them better in the beginning i think their retention would be a lot better i do understand they're not worth as much i get that Mm because they they don't you know have the knowledge and they aren't as cautious but they will be but still to pay them six seven hundred bucks a week right i think that's the going rate for a student right now in 2022 six seven hundred dollars a week as a student minus taxes it's crap wages, you know, and then when you, they come out on the road, their wages are a lot less than the guy that has one and two and three years experience in many cases. So, you know, that myth is partly correct that truck drivers don't make good money, but there's also a lot of truck drivers that make good money. So it's kind of a, kind of a half myth, right? It's, you have to break that down. If you know what I'm saying, what do you think? Well, I think the ones that don't make like you said, they don't make any good money. It'd be, be lazy ones to where they're not running well, that when too, they have the that, opportunity. That too, yes. Um, some of your local drivers, I mean, here in Florida, local just really doesn't make any money. They're right. hourly rated and they're really and, low. And you bring a valid good point up, Ruthann. It depends on where you're at. If you're an over-the-road trucker, and it, it doesn't really matter. It depends on where you live more than anything. Right. If you live in Florida... Um, Florida drivers are generally kept out on the road longer. They're paid less in wages. 
And that's because there's 10,000 truckers that want to stay in the South, or 10 million rather, I should say. And they've got a long line of truckers they can hire versus if you go up to Pennsylvania in the Northeast, they pay them more because it's harder to find drivers up there because there's a lot more manufacturing companies and everything to where um, there's a lot more freight in the Northeast. So yeah, you know, you're right about that also. So yes, that is a myth. And no, it's not a myth. That particular um, uh, myth that uh, truckers don't make good money. Some do, some don't. Right. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Myth number four, only men can drive a truck. Uh, No. I'm, I'm surprised that that's even up there. It's a definitely a myth. In fact, a lot of companies, believe it or not, I think it's less than 9% of the trucking force is women, but a lot of companies love to hire lady truckers. Because we're good. No, not, not because you're good. Because yeah. you're, it's not really. I don't. Yeah. It's, I, 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 look, I'm not going to say you're not good. I'm going to say but you, a lot of ladies take care of the equipment better. It's insane. We're good. Like, especially when it was all stick shifts, they don't, a lot of ladies, they weren't torquing the truck, you know, flying, you know, redlining it to shift the gears and everything like that. That's not a woman. They actually drive it with more scent. Believe it or not, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of men that are great drivers. Mm -hmm. And as far as the handling of a truck, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to say women are any, they're not better than a man. There's absolutely not even going to come close, but they are more courteous and they keep the truck cleaner and they do take care of the equipment. The majority of women take care of the equipment. There's a lot of men that, that honestly abuse their equipment in all kinds of ways. So, well, I can, let me name a, a few other things. Another one is we're more sociable. Well, what the hell so does that go, have to do? Let's hire her because she's sociable. No, I'm saying as as an all. So I would take better care of the truck. Yeah, but what is use being social? I would drive the truck better. <laughs> you wouldn't drive it better. I would. You're, you're not going to drive it better than a man. You're not going to drive it. I'm not going to be cutting people off. You, I'm not going to run. Oh, it's super formal. <laughs> I'm sensible. It, it'll definitely smell nicer with you in it. I mean, because I know you have like your little, um, what are they called? The little air thing? My diffusers? You have like diffusers. Like if we go to a hotel, Ruth Ann brings a diffuser and she's always putting the diffuser to work. But I'll, no, I'll you give, give you. Me, let me give you the rest of the reasonings. But I'm not going to give you that, you, that, that so, you're better. You're not a better I'm driver. So, I, I'm better at the docks because when I walk up to them, I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to be sociable with them. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't think that that's going to work. Eventually, you'll be in fights at the docks, especially cold storage houses. There's not. There's no being nice to people in cold storage houses, whether you're a man or a woman. When you pull up to those cold storage houses, those people at work in those warehouses are, are just generally inviting fights. So you wouldn't be any better at that than, than the man. So, but no, I'm just saying that, you know, it's women can, you know, that's definitely a myth. Women can drive a truck and some as good as a man too. I was good. I just couldn't back the sucker up. There you go. Myth number five. You ready? Yeah. Myth number five. Truckers are not safe drivers. It says, actually, long-haul drivers are some of the safest fellows on the road. Um, this career is one that puts safety at the top of the, uh, the priority list. Drivers go through extensive training. And, you know, 
I want to say that that's correct. That's a big myth. Yes, there's truckers that are unsafe drivers, but there's four wheelers that are unsafe. But the bottom line with that, the, I think the majority of them are safe because I go down the highway all day long and I don't sit there going, that's a bad trucker. That's a bad trucker. That's a bad trucker. Every now and then I say, Hey, he's all over the road. But for the majority of the times you don't even notice a truck because it's only like maybe two out of 10. Maybe not even, you know, but they're, they're, most of them are going down the road in a, at a good pace. See, a trucker is taught to look as far as ahead as he can. He's always looking in his mirrors. He's constantly monitoring everywhere he's going. A good one is. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the majority of truckers are very safe. Um, so that's definitely a myth. I'm going to definitely say that's a myth. 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 M-I- myth buster. M-Y-T-J. Okay. And last but not least, number six, the myth that says, Truck driving is a lonely profession. And I'm going to say, again, that is a half myth because it is a lonely profession. There's a lot of drivers that are out there that are lonely, 100%. Um, yeah. In fact, we're going to be talking about a hotline for drivers on our next podcast probably that uh, uh, where truckers can call if they're lonely and can talk clean. No no dirty talk or anything like that. But So I would say, I would say that's a half myth. Well, I think any profession, I mean, you could be... Uh, a doctor or or whatever you can be any profession and still be lonely because it depends on how much in your head you are yeah you know you could be a person that's that's a, a lonely person and have everyone around you there's people that are are um total social but it's not me doing it your arm anyways go ahead but you're right it is it is um it is a uh um, it's, 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 it's a chemical imbalance in your brain if you're depressed or not. Well, if you're uh, one of those people that get depressed, you're going to automatically think you're lonely. And, and this says it's a myth because truckers are always meeting people. They're always, you know, busy. And I agree with that semi because they're in the truck driving for, for well, because they, meet, you know, they're meeting shippers and receivers or truck stops and they're meeting new people all the time. So they kind of got a social life. They got the CB and blah, 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 blah. They're saying that they're not lonely. This, oh, this I thought you said this they is, were. No, this is saying it's a myth. This is a truck driving is a lonely profession. It's just supposed to be a myth. Oh. And they're saying, no, it's no, they're not lonely. I'm saying that's a half myth also, because I know for a fact there's a lot of lonely drivers out there because we've seen articles on truckers and they've shown videos where you see truckers that are in a truck stop and just sitting alone. And, and you could tell that they're lonely instead. So I would say that some are lonely. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Um, and they miss their families and, and, and some of them are just not social. You know what I mean? So if you're an, an unsocial person, Person, you are going to be lonely in a lot of predicaments, but I would think generally... Or you haven't showered. Yeah, I would say with today's, we talked about it earlier, today's FaceTiming and ability to be really right there with your family going down the road. In fact, there's a lot of truckers that have their phone mounted on the dash and their wife or kids are there talking to them a lot of times every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, talking about their homework in school or talking about, you know, um, I miss you and here's what we're having for dinner. Just kind of going through a daily routine where maybe they bed down for the night and they got their FaceTime on and they're talking to their family. So I would say that it's less lonely today than it was back then oh yeah definitely i agree you know back then it was you know payphone. today it's you know well they used to have the phones remember when they used to have the phones at the tables at the truck stops yeah sure but now today it's george jetson you know what i mean you push a button and you're on screen talking to somebody so i would say i would say that that article was half right half wrong mm-hmm. i i kind of i'd like to know how old it when, when was it? i debunked the myth but the myth 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 busters myth, but him, yeah myth, myth. 
I mean, it's a recent article. I'm sure it's recent. Know? I'm just saying it. The 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 myths that the myths. Ooh, got a lisp there. The, the myths that they were trying to, the, the things that they were saying just sounded weird. Like, sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's going to come punch you out. <laughs> I'll be like, Dexter, Dexter. <laughs> All right. Dexter's our dog, by the way. Everybody's going, what the hell is she talking about? Okay. Ruthann, that is um, the myths. That is the podcast for the week, right? There it is. Mm-hmm. So do you have a word of the day today? I do. You do? Let I me do. turn it up for you. Tell me when you're going to hit it. I'll turn up the uh, mic, the uh, cloud buster. Ready? Yep. Counter pain. Do it again. Counter pain. Poucher pain? No, counter pain. Okay. That was kind of weird. Counter pain. All right. So what is counter pain? Just take a guess. It's, um, I don't know. You got pain in your right knee and then all of a sudden it's in your left knee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What the hell's counter pain? A bedspread. What? <laughs> it's a bedspread. Like I would have even ever gotten that. If I had 10,000 guesses, I would never have guessed a bedspread. When I seen this one, I'm like, uh, I would have never thought that. I would have, I would have thought like, you know, like they, they say like a windowsill. I would have thought it would be something like, you know, like you have your backsplash of your counter and then you have your counter. I would have thought, oh, it's maybe some part of that, like the little rim that goes around the counter. You know, like if you have the Formica and you have to put that little ledge going around it. Yeah. I would have thought that. No, it's a bedspread. Okay. Well, um, I would say uh, that's a crazy one. Uh, just to recap, I just want to say this to trucking companies. You guys have been warned, okay? Um, be careful. A lot of drivers are looking to turn you in. All right. I mean, this is, I wanted to say that earlier. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of truck drivers are wanting to turn in these trucking companies, um, for bad equipment, mainly bad equipment and also fixing hours and pushing them over, mm-hmm. over on their hours, you know, fixing their ELDs and run, you know, turning the clock back and all that good stuff. A lot of trucking companies are wanting to, or I'm sorry, a lot of truck drivers are wanting to, um, Go ahead and, and report these guys. So be careful. Your own drivers are looking to chop you. That's it, Ruth, and we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.